You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with the day. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone? And welcome to the podcast today. We are excited to have you. Uh, we just thank the Lord for y'all. We want to go ahead and um, get into our topic, but I want to introduce our co-podcasters, Brother Daniel Pena, Brother Anthony Hayes, myself, Isaac. Um, like I said, we're just happy for y'all to be here tonight, and we're expecting God to do great things in this little studio that we made for this podcast. God's been using this podcast. Uh, looked at some numbers the other day on Anchor, and uh, Anchor is a show that we are getting a lot of people. It's not a lot, but people are listening. And um, when we decided to do this podcast, we wanted to reach souls. So if that's one person, we is a benefit to what God has called us to do here. We felt strongly about it. We prayed about it. And God just used. But we like y'all support. We like y'all prayers. Um, if y'all like this podcast, uh, we're on Apple, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public. We're on a couple of platforms. And um, what we need y'all to do is go and hit subscribe. That helps get the word out. Mm-hmm. It also shows the people that have got us on their platforms to help us out. To they, This person might like it or this person might like it. So it, it passes the word out. We also have a Facebook page. Uh, we like to receive messages and stuff on the Facebook page. Uh, go ahead and like us. It's Brothers Just Searching. Uh, make sure you spell brother with an S. If you do not, it will not show up. So Brothers Just Searching. And um, we're just grateful for the Lord is about to do. We also want to ask if y'all could pray for our church. Our church is uh, getting ready to do great things in the kingdom of God in our little area of Bro Bridge. Uh, New Beginning Fellowship Church. Go like our church on Facebook. We do live streams of the service. You'll be blessed by the music and by the anointing preaching. Um, just keep us in prayer. Our church is uh, is growing. The school is growing. And God's just doing great things. We also want to remind you all that my brother Anthony Hayes has a book that just came out a few weeks ago. Um, it is called The New Kingdom. Um, and it's some with a stone. I can't uh, The Evil Stone and Liberty Man. So uh, go ahead and look at that on Amazon. Now, Amazon, what I did was on our Facebook page, I put a link out there. Appreciate it. So that, that shows people we have some good response. Uh, a young man around 10 years old came up to Anthony the other day and uh, told him that he was encouraged by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 years old. If a 10-year-old kid can be ministered by a book that was written by an adult, <laughs> the Lord's using that book. Yes, uh, we don't boast. We just thank God for what he's yes, about sir. to do. And um, we're just ex- excited to help Brother Anthony here and um, get ready to see what the Lord wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also in this podcast, guys, I, I'm encouraged. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a small podcast, but um, and it's not about numbers, but it's about winning souls. Uh, mm-hmm. Brother Dane, we talked about that the other night. Remember, mm-hmm. it was it's not about being popular. You have a lot of popular people out there, oh, yes, but yes. they're preaching a lot of false doctrine. And, a waste um, of time. Yeah, it is a waste of time because they're not preaching the truth. And um, let's let God lead y'all into these podcasts. Uh, tonight, we're going to go ahead and talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit in general. Um, a week ago, we went ahead and we did a segment on salvation. And we had certain things planned, but the Lord just moved mightily in that podcast. And we were encouraged and just talking about the salvation of the Lord was encouraging to me last week. And it just it keep, it's staying in my head about how great of a salvation we have. Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we have that blessed hope that one day we will be with him. And uh, God, God just moving in us last week. And we just had a great time in the word. Um, so tonight we're going to go ahead and tell you after salvation about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to let Brother Daniel... Go ahead and kick us off with the topic tonight, and uh, y'all be blessed tonight. Well, praise the Lord, amen. We're going to go ahead and go with our statement of faith. And the topic is uh, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit according to Acts chapter 2, verse 4, chapter 10, verse 46, and chapter 19, verse 6, and that speaking in other tongues 
is the accompanying sign of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's found in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, Acts chapter 2, verse 4, again Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 46, and Acts chapter 19, verse 2 and verse 6. We also hold that the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is one's response to the Word of God and a Christ-like life, showing forth Christ's character, nature, and experiencing and manifesting the fruit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. So, I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and just, uh, we'll begin, we'll just start from the beginning and get to the end. Amen. 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 We want to go from the beginning uh, in the Old Testament. We can see some of the examples of the Holy Spirit working even in that time. And so we know that the Spirit of God has always been working, always been working from the time of creation all the way this way. So praise God. So we look in the book of Genesis on the first chapter, amen. amen. And um, let me get my notes together here. It says, praise God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So praise God. So here's the first time we see the Holy Spirit being uh, presented in the first, uh, the first book of the Bible. Praise God. Amen. So what's some of, the, some of the examples that we have in the Old Testament of the Holy Spirit moving? Well, you look at the Old Testament, you look at the Ark of the Covenant, for example. I believe that it represents us as human beings and the Holy Spirit in that ark because it had to be there before Jesus made his atonement on the blood of the, of the cross we, the Holy Spirit could not live and dwell in man he came and he he stayed a little while on certain individuals but he did not stay there he did not like an Aaron's rod and Moses rod he stayed there for a little while but he's not there no more it's like the ark covenant he was there but he's not there anymore and it even it does exist or not but now his attention was always to dwell in us. So that's another example by, that's a symbol of what Christ wants to do in us. And you also got a lot of examples. Like the other day I was studying uh, the book of Judges and just getting ready for this podcast. And Samson was a prime example mm -hmm. of the Spirit of God. If you look in Genesis chapter 13 when his mama uh, saw the angel and the angel told of them which I believe was a, a incarnate of Christ and he said the spirit of God he shall not be able to eat grapes he wouldn't be able to eat certain things and the Bible said the spirit of God moved on times with him that was the Holy Spirit moving on Samson but I like um, when we're talking about Genesis just now I like how the ESV put um, oh I'm I'm off right now, but Genesis 1 and 2, it says that the in the King James it said, I mean, I hit the wrong button again. I'm slipping tonight. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, when it said the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, I like how ESV says it said, and the Spirit of God was hovering over mm -hmm. the face of the waters. That means it was it was moving, but it was it was it was hovering. And that's what it would do in the Old Testament to certain people. It would mm -hmm. be with them for a certain time, but it would hover around them. It, would, it couldn't be inside of them. And that's that, like Samson, um, Ezekiel, mm -hmm. David, um, Brother Dan, you have a lot more examples of God using individuals and his spirit being in there. Amen. Genesis chapter 41 verse 38 speaks about Joseph when he was in Egypt. Amen. Amen. And even Pharaoh noticed that there was a there was a spirit in him, the spirit of the God. So praise God. So let's go with that. It says uh, Genesis chapter forty one verse thirty eight says, And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is a man in whom the spirit of God is? In other words, so we have to paint this picture of what's going on that uh, that that um, Joseph was brought before Pharaoh and all that, and he was able to interpret the dreams and all that so pharaoh knew that there was no way that this man could figure that out in his own intellect he knew that he had some kind of divine help and he admitted that there mm -hmm. was something about joseph that he's he stood out amongst all his magicians and all those men that were wise around all the wise men so praise god and, and it brings a point it brings a point just right there it it said that pharaoh saw the spirit of god in him mm -hmm. you know that's a prime example for believers and we're going to get into that later on but it's funny when the Spirit of God's with someone. 
when the spirit of God is 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 being with someone, you can see the difference mm-hmm. in their life. A uh, prime example of nowadays, my father-in-law, when he was said he was in Tennessee, he was walking on the street one day, and I, I don't know if he was praying or he was just, he had the mind of the Lord, and somebody walked up and said, you have a glow on you. Hmm. You you what is it? And he said, "Well, I'm a Bible believer." Christian. They said, "That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it." It's funny how when the Spirit of God is with someone, how you could see a difference. And like Pharaoh, Pharaoh didn't Pharaoh didn't know Joseph until a couple of hours before. Mm-hmm. But when he saw him, he said, "Well, there's something different about this man right here." And that that's what the Spirit of God does. It just it changes your appearance. Mm-hmm. And it shows people that you're in the light of um, you're in the light of Christ. But back then, it was show that you had God with you, and it was a, it was it was a great company to be around. That's right, amen. And we take it for granted so much what we can do in the New Testament. We'll still stick in the Old Testament. But I tell you, the Holy Spirit came only upon those that um, God wanted to use for His purpose to bring out His purpose, amen. So we're very blessed in the New Testament. Praise God. And they were willing vessels. Because, like you said, it was only a certain, only certain people that God wanted to use, and the thing of it is, they they wanted to be, they wanted to be used by God. You get what I'm saying? And look, Joseph, I, I don't think Joseph ever thought about him being the second ruler mm-hmm. of the kingdom. He he went through trials and tribulation, but the Lord was with him through those trials and mm-hmm. tribulation. And when the time came that the Lord used him, he poured out, he had His Spirit upon him to help him be led in God. Wow. Yeah, if only God could be able to equip them, and that's what happens. Amen. When God is in you like that, that's what the empowering the Spirit's all about, so that God can use you at full capacity for whatever He has for you to do. Praise God. We look in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9, and we got a picture here of Joshua taking over as uh, Moses has passed away. And it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the Spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. So here we got a picture that um, that Moses has passed away. And, I mean, it's actually said they laid hands on him, but at this point, Moses has passed away, and now Joshua is getting ready to take over as the leader of the children of Israel and getting ready to bring them into the promised land, which is a type of Christ. But it's so phenomenal how you see the Spirit moving on each person to come with, you know, to 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 just lay out God's plan in the Old Testament. Could you imagine Joshua? <laughs> when he got that 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 the spirit come upon him. and we know that that until Christ came that's when everybody but Joshua Joshua he, he led the he had to have the spirit of the Lord to do what he did mm. because that was common that him going into the promised land helped fulfill the prophecy of Christ and Joshua I'm just I'm just imagining Joshua when Moses laid his hands on him and said, "Look, you're going to be the next leader." I'm praying that God's spirit leads you like He led me, and it, it's amazing what the Lord the Lord uses and the Lord instructed Moses what to do. But could you imagine Joshua just getting that that burst that that power mm-hmm. that every believer feels? Not like you said, we're privileged in the New Testament. That's right. We're privileged. Only a select few had that. And as we're reading on that, it's just amazing me how, how God's spirit was always there. It just, it's amazing. All right. Praise God. Amen. Anybody else got anything to say? Well, the thing I want to say is that sometimes, and God did it, and God allowed the Holy Spirit to show people it was Him. He let innumerable odds be in the way. So men can say, it had to be God that did this. You know, it had to be the Holy Spirit. It had to be something supernatural. Because the odds are so much against them. You know, like David and Goliath or uh, Samson and the Philistines. We can go on and on. The Elijah and the four prophets of Baal. God look, did his supernatural things to show people. Gideon. Yeah. Look at Gideon. Gideon, mm-hmm. he started out, I think, with 1,200 or so. It was a lot of men. And God brought him down to 300. To show him it was him that did right. it. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of people do that. They they think about, oh, I have might, I have mm-hmm, power, mm-hmm. but it's by the spirit. That's right. It's by the spirit, and all these all these people were average people. Yes, yeah. Especially the Old Testament, they were all average people, but they loved God. Yes, sir. And they mm-hmm. wanted to be led by God. Which, when the Lord chose them to do a special purpose, He gave them the spirit to help them fulfill what God mm-hmm. wanted to do. Amen. Praise Amen. God. 
Hallelujah. We got another good picture right here. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. And we got a picture of here uh, Samuel the prophet getting ready to anoint David with oil. Amen. Mm -hmm. It says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David. Amen. From that day forward, so Samuel rose up and went and went to Ramah. So praise God, we got a good picture here of what the Holy Spirit was doing in David's life. So now you know why David was able to do some of the things he did, especially like with Goliath, amen? Mm -hmm. And he went by the Spirit of the Lord. And look, uh, verse 14, and this is where, you know, a lot when a lot of people think, oh, well, the Spirit of God's always with me and, every, and everything. Well, it was on Saul before. Mm -hmm. Emma Saul danced, and the next verse said, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and the evil mm -hmm. spirit from the Lord troubled him. Now the Lord allowed that spirit to mm -hmm. trouble him, that mm -hmm. troubled spirit. But when David got it, the Spirit of the Lord jumped from Saul to David. So that, mm -hmm. that proves to the point that only God used a select individual mm -hmm. to do his work. And Saul, the reason Saul couldn't continue was because he was fighting the spirit. That's right. He was fighting the will of God, and he was, he wasn't doing right by it, mm. and that's why the Lord said, "Well, the Lord always wanted David, but the Lord, when when he anointed him with all the Spirit of God, went to David, and mm. like you said, David did amazing things. Look, standing in front of a giant, <laughs> and look, being bold, mm -hmm. he he looked at the children of Israel and said, "Man, you're gonna let this giant talk about our God like that?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, it's an amazing thing that oil. That's another thing we can we talked about the Ark of the Covenant, but that oil that there was poured on top of their head, my understanding is that represent the Holy Spirit as well. And so, you know, those are objects and symbols right there to know, hey, the Holy Spirit was there. Amen. You know? Praise God. Oh yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We also got one uh let's see where we at. First Chronicles. It's 15, First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 29, says this, And it came to pass, the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michal, the daughter of Saul, Saul, looked out at a window, and saw King David dancing and playing, and she despised him in her heart. So praise God. So <laughs> That sounds like today, huh? <laughs> yeah. <definitely laughs> so we see how the Holy Spirit used David in the Old Testament. Made him king. He was a warrior. He knew how to fight. He knew how to praise the Lord with instruments. And he knew how to dance in the Spirit. Amen. Mm. Uh, and, and the thing about King David, he couldn't do nothing without the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. None of these guys and visuals. It, it, it amazes me today. I hope I'm not going off course what I'm about to say with this. But that is like when David was saying, what are y'all doing? Why are y'all not fighting this giant? Why are y'all not coming against this giant? And those Israelites who mocked him, that's a modern day church. Like who you think you are, you know, and, 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 and you think who you think you're better than us and he but he had the Holy Spirit. So it shows you if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't come against the obstacles of life. Well let's 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 go according to what you just said about mm -hmm. the modern day church and it, it represents the modern day mm -hmm. well, let's say modern day certain believers. When you know they they don't want to do what God called them to do. Mm -hmm. I had a, a a friend of mine told me that he said, "Look, God God called you to do something. I'm going to help you to do it," mm -hmm. but didn't want to do because he was afraid what people would say. Mm -hmm. Church does that. God tells them to do. Well, we don't, Lord. We don't know. We're scared. We just. But when someone rises up mm -hmm. and says, "Well, look, God told me to do it. Wait, God told you to do. It. I mean, you're just a kid. You just, mm -hmm. just God can mm -hmm. use anyone. But a lot of people do that. They they know God put a call upon their life." Mm -hmm. Or and, and the Spirit of God's moving and moving upon them, but they're afraid to take that step of faith. That's right. Well, David had the Spirit, mm -hmm. and because David was a willing vessel, David said, "Look, I'm, I'm doing what God told me to do." Mm -hmm. And you know, I believe I believe that when he fought Goliath, the Spirit of God was on him. But that's where David started his his reign, you could say, or his movement to mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be king and what God was going to do. Cause God used David at the age, Dan, brother Daniel, at the age of thirteen, sixteen, thirteen, between thirteen, sixteen. Yeah. This this brother wrote Psalms. Mm -hmm. He wrote books of the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and look, 
he was in direct lineage to Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So because of his his faith in him abiding by the spirit Mm -hmm. god blessed him and he's forever known in the pages of the bible he's loved today oh he's loved today and and, you know it's back in back when he was king he was mostly hated a lot of times (laughs) (laughs) saul wanted to kill him um his son wanted to kill him Mm -hmm. he had he had a lot of things that and don't get david wasn't perfect david had had sins in his life we read in second samuel mm-hmm. of certain sins he did but even with those sins look at psalms creating to me a clean heart renew right spirit with me cast me not away from your presence, presence O lord that what he what presence he was talking about it was the spirit of god that was in him Amen. Mm. praise god Okay, what do we got? Daniel chapter 5, verse 14. Another example of the Spirit being upon uh, the believers, the old saints in the Old Testament. It says, Daniel chapter 5, verse 14 says, I, I even heard of thee, that the Spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. Praise God. So here we have uh, Belshazzar, the king of Babylon, uh, complimenting Daniel on his gift and knowing that once again, it wasn't his own natural gift, but he knew that it was some kind of divine power that was giving Daniel this um, enlightenment. In other words, the interpretation of, of uh, what was written on the wall, that's what was going on. So now we have some of the, some of the examples of some of the Old Testament saints that were used by the Holy Spirit, once again, to do the will of the Father, amen, to get Israel to a point for what we know what comes next afterwards. It's all from the promised seed that everything's being put together. So um, I know that we have some um, some promises in the Old Testament, some prophetic words that were saying what would happen in the New Testament. So we can go into that now. And uh, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11 says, and For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. So praise God. So here's one of the prophecies that's speaking about the empowering of the Spirit, and specifically speaking in unknown tongues. Amen? Amen. And this is a prophecy hundreds of years before the day of Pentecost. Mm. And then we go into the book of Joel in the second chapter, verse 28, and it says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out my Spirit. So verses 28 and 29 are found where? Acts chapter mm-hmm. 2, oh, yeah. the great mm-hmm. son. So here we got some scriptures that are prophesying about the promise of the Spirit coming in the New Testament. So what's uh, what was what was stopping him from really staying, dwelling within God's people? Mm-hmm. It, it was, was sin. The, yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we know that there was a lot of types and shadows of the Old Testament of Christ, of the Passover and circumcision. All these things were pointing to what he would do ultimately at Calvary. So all these saints were waiting for the promised Redeemer, the seed mm-hmm. that would come from their father Abraham, who would be a father of many nations. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And pretty much what the cross did, it, just, it opened that door. Yep, it did. For Amen. that. Well, we talked about salvation last week. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of pe- a lot of people don't realize, well, when they, how can I say this? When they think of the cross, they think of, oh, he's just dying for their sins. You know how many benefits we have as mm-hmm. believers mm-hmm. because of Christ dying on the cross? We have eternal life. Mm-hmm. We have the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We, you know, we have hope. We have a, we're not going to stay in the grave forever. Mm-hmm. We, there's numbers and numbers of things that we benefit from Jesus Christ healing by your by your wounds we are healed mm-hmm. you know and you hear people sing that but they don't put that in their mind Jesus Christ opened that door and I got pointed that last week look at the veil you represented the Ark of the Covenant mm-hmm. that was behind the veil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right that's and right. you said that was the whole you said that was a representation of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. well when that veil was ripped you can go to it that mm-hmm. was a sign of saying the Holy Spirit's about to come unto you. That's right. And you can go, you can ask for it and go into the throne room of grace. Amen. And the veil represents Christ's flesh when he yep. died in Calvary, mm-hmm. which opened up the way to heaven, which opened up the way to the Father, which opened up the way for salvation. So um, Matthew chapter 3, this is John the Baptist speaking as he's preparing the people for the coming Redeemer. 
This is what he says, uh, the third chapter, verse 11. He's talking to people that are there as he's baptized. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So praise God. So here we got another prophetic word that John the Baptist was saying. If you go down a little bit more, then you got the baptism of Jesus. Now here are the words. Here we're going to try to nail it real strong right here. You know, we say that we want to be followers of Christ. We want all that he's done. Mm -hmm. We want to re represent him the best that we can by his grace. Amen. Well, let's follow him. When he called the disciples, he said, hey, come and follow me. You yeah. know, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Right. So there's a pattern here that if we're going to follow, him, we need to follow him as the Bible says so. And so this is what happens. We're at the we are at the at, at the River Jordan and John baptizes Jesus. Amen. And so it says in verse 16, the third chapter of Matthew says, uh, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. In other words, he was fully immersed, not sprinkled. <laughs> and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God de descending like a dove and lighting upon him. So here we have the Son of the living God being filled with the Spirit right here. Amen. For service. That's what we're trying to get at right now. If the Lord Jesus Christ needed the Holy Spirit to empower him in his ministry, and we know why. Mm. because his divine power he put to the side he would not use it or else the enemy would sit there and say you're cheating you're using your divine power you mm. know to do all what you're doing mm. but he 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 submitted himself unto the will of the father and was led by the spirit i, I just want to really emphasize this point right now right. you know about why we need the holy spirit how bad well and look let, what he's let, done let's go to luke 322 and it's it's uh, about that same event of him being baptized. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like mm -hmm. a dove upon him. And the voice from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, and in thee I am well pleased. And Jesus himself began about 30 years of age beginning, as, as was supposed the son of Joseph. At that time, Jesus started his early ministry. If you go to John, when John the Baptist baptized him, that's when Jesus started the first uh, miracle was in John chapter two. Mm -hmm. They don't now. There's the first one in Galilee, but in, and I heard someone say that a while back. The there's traditions about Jesus making animals out of wood shape because he was a carpenter and all that. But none of that. There's no script. There only one passage when he was twelve, and he was teaching, but he didn't start his ministry until he was baptized with the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And see, that's why it's so important, like Brother Daniel to say, if Jesus needed it mm -hmm. to do his his earthly ministry, mm -hmm. how much more we need it? Mm -hmm. And it's sad. Churches churches don't want it. Churches don't want it. It's, it's yeah. a, mm -hmm. And you're correct. And even in between all that, after the water baptism, the Bible says that he was led into the wilderness mm -hmm. for a time for 40 days and 40, 40 days and nights, days and nights to, you know, to fast and prepare for his earthly ministry. It says that he went in there full of the Holy Ghost. But look at verse, uh, chapter 4, verse, let me get, let me, verse 14 says, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the regions round about. Then afterwards, after this, he starts his, uh, his public ministry, as Brother Isaac is saying, and then we see him in the synagogue, and he sees, he says, he's famous scripture from the from the old testament of isaiah verse 18 of uh, the fourth chapter of luke says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised so look that's that's powerful there's there's no mistaking what jesus did and how he did it when he was on this earth and it, was, it was done by the Spirit. It that's was done right. by the Spirit. And that's what a lot of people don't, you know, Jesus, and there's prime examples in the Bible of when Jesus was led. I'm going to use the example of the coin. A lot of people don't look at a study of that. You know, if you said, hey, don't pay taxes to Caesar, mm -hmm. the Roman government was coming after you like the IRS today, I'm just saying. Uh, but if you said, yeah, yeah, you pay tribute, mm -hmm. the Jewish people would think, well, you are betraying us mm -hmm. because you're you're giving um credit to the roman empire mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would have never thought unless led by the spirit 
give the Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God the God things that God's. are God. Amen. Who thinks of something to say like that unless you're in the spirit? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's Jesus. I can't stress it enough. Jesus needed it. The mm-hmm. son of God, the mm-hmm. creator of all, the word was made flesh. And what I said in John, and our creator, our the author and the finish of our fate needed mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost, needed the Spirit of God. It, it just, and if you get that in your head, you're going to seek it. Mm-hmm. I believe that when you have the Spirit, it's so much better. Like, for example, I heard a lot of preachers and singers, they did great, but I felt, you can tell when someone got the Holy Spirit, oh, it's yeah, so much can. better. The, the preaching is stronger. You, it's like iron instead of clay. I mean, you can sense it how, and, and that's how why you need the Holy Spirit. You know, it gives you the strength. You really reach out to people. You're more effective when you have the Holy Spirit than without Him. He is your friend, not your enemy. You know, I was hearing a story one time, the Civil War. Abraham Lincoln went to a, to a Civil War camp, and a, a soldier stopped him. He says, uh, Mr. President, you think God is on our side in the Civil War? He says, son... It's not that we should worry he's on our side. We better worry if we want his side. Amen. So, Amen. And, and, and the, we talked about the temptation of Jesus when he went into the wilderness. Um, Brother Dan, you think he could have done all that on his own? See, remember he went get baptized with the Holy Spirit first. And mm-hmm. when the Spirit is... Could you imagine if Jesus would have said, well, look, I don't need the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to go mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. He And look, fully God... But also fully man, he could have fell. You get what I'm saying? But we know that the greater plan, that he had the Spirit of God and was led by the Spirit. Because Jesus did something that a lot of Christians don't do today in the wilderness. He says, you know, when, uh, take this bread, you know, you know the Bible says, mm-hmm. you know, though you shall not live by the bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He was being led by the Spirit. And that's one thing when you're led by the Spirit, the Spirit's going to... Sh- re- re- um, Bring you in remembrance of scripture. Mm-hmm. Because you think Jesus Jesus brought the the scripture in and the devil fleed. A lot of Christians said we're gonna do it on our own terms. Are we gonna mm-hmm. you know we don't need the spirit? We we're we're all right by ourselves. We got our wisdom, intellect, yeah. We gotta yeah. we gotta point to the word and to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. If you look what he did, the process of everything in the wilderness is that his human part, you know, because he's God man, was subjected to the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. That flesh had to be subjected under to the Spirit. And through the fasting and prayer, you know, his mind was in tune to do the will of the Father. Praise God. So okay. we go into John. We go later on. And Jesus is at a, at a feast. Amen. Jewish feast. Celebrating and all that. And he said something that's amazing. And he starts speaking about, you know, the prophetic about the day of Pentecost of being Spirit-filled. He says in um, John chapter 7, verse 37 says, The last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Praise God. Amen. And he that believeth on me, see, this is salvation first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall that flow, flow rivers, rivers, rivers of living water. water. But this spake he of the Spirit, verse 39, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet, yet given Mm -hmm. because that jesus was not yet glorified so here's a perfect scripture telling us until jesus went to to calvary and paid for the sin debt you know 100 percent then the door was open for us to have access to salvation a relationship with the father then after that to be empowered by the spirit for delivery and we know that that didn't happen till the day of pentecost praise god well, you you hit the you hit the right word right there, though. As we we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, you have to believe. Come on, in, in Jesus Christ. Now, just not. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement. Might not make a lot of people happy with me. You just can't believe. You got to have them in your heart. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. that say, "Well, we believe in Jesus." Right. Well, we mm-hmm. believe in Jesus, but the lifestyle. It's not there. And we we touched on salvation last week. But to get the Holy Spirit, you have to believe and make Him your Lord and Savior. You know, hey, prime example. We all know 
of tr- President Trump. Mm-hmm. President Trump don't know none of us. <laughs> it's the same thing. You can say, well, I believe in Jesus Christ, but do you know him? Personal. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and mm-hmm. if you don't know him, um, does he know you personally? Mm. That's the difference with the salvation message and going into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have to be truly committed as uh, to Jesus as he, he's your Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. It can't it can't just be while well, believe in him. Lord fill me with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No, you gotta you gotta have him in your heart. You gotta you gotta let him lead you. Definitely. I mean just not just proclaiming his name but confessing it. Amen. But we must, like I said earlier, be followers of Christ and yep. disciples of Christ. You know what I mean? That's the main thing. That's the difference between someone who's just satisfied, hey, I got saved, I'm gonna hang out here, and then another person saying, Hey, there's so much more that I want from Jesus, and the hungry you are, the more the Lord is going to fill you. And that's the whole case with this. You know, you have to have a hunger too and a desire that you want to be filled with the Spirit. And you have to look into the words for yourself to see if that's correct or not. And that's why I encourage people, you get into the word for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe that this mm-hmm. is not for you, you don't believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not now, or what they would call cessationism, that it mm-hmm. stopped after the last mm-hmm. apostle died, mm-hmm. then you know, you're going to have to read your Bible for yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Remember, He is the Spirit of truth and He will lead you into all truth. And this is the word of truth, the mm-hmm. word of God, mm-hmm. to the I am the way, the truth. Amen. Amen. And and what gets me upset about when people say that because I had a conversation with someone a while back and they said that oh what is being baptized with the Holy Spirit? What oh you talking about the Book of Acts? Well, the Book of Acts was back then. It's just an ex- uh, from example of what we you used to do because you don't hear none of that no more. And I looked at him. I said, I said, don't you hear the testimonies that are going on? Was well, we don't hear it in America? And even then, sometime on a rare occasion, you hear of someone that's following Jesus, that's hungry for Jesus. Because mm-hmm. you have plenty of examples. We know a dear brother that has went with the Lord now. He was in the Baptist uh, Baptist religion. And he went ahead and he started reading the book of Acts. He said, wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. He, he got hungry. Mm-hmm. He started following what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. And he started following what the book of Acts says. And he said, Lord, there's more. If there's more, give it to me. I want more of you. I want more of you. He got baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Right. The Baptist organization told him, what happened to you? Because he was preaching different. Mm-hmm. He brother. preached us stronger. And he mm-hmm. said, it's the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And they said, get rid of it. He said, I can't. <laughs> yeah. He said, "This is this, if you're a true follower of Jesus Christ and you, you start reading mm-hmm. and you read the book of Acts, you're going to say, well, I want more. I want more. Right. I want more. Yeah. And like you said, you pray and you ask for it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's The Lord's going to give it to you. The Lord's not stingy. Right. That's one because... Me as a personal believer and being baptized with the Holy Spirit, you know how many times I went and got refilled? Mm-hmm. Just, hey, get a get an extra dose of it. And you find through church history, you always will find that they have certain believers who forget about certain things in the Bible. They abandon it. Mm-hmm. And then God raises somebody up or another group who really loves God and say, we need to bring it back. Amen. Amen. Now we got a comment here with the Lord, the, the book of Luke still, in the 24th mm-hmm. chapter. This is after his resurrection, amen. He's already paid the debt mm-hmm. at Calvary. Praise mm-hmm. God! You know he's alive forevermore, and he's he's speaking to his uh, to his uh, to his disciples, the eleven of them, and he says in, in Luke chapter twenty four. Let's go with verse. Uh, uh, well, let's go with forty six. We'll go through a little bit. And mm-hmm. he said unto them, "It is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, amen, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached." in his name among all nations beginning at jerusalem so here we go again to be a candidate to be filled with the spirit empowered by and baptized we have to be saved first amen amen so we've are you know we're saying this that at that point at regeneration in other words when we're born again spirit the holy spirit art takes residence within us at that point when we're saved but then there's the second uh work of grace i would call it of being baptized filled with him in other words to be empowered by him for service. So it goes on, verse 48, and you are witnesses of these things, and behold, verse 49, I send the promise of my Father upon you, mm-hmm. but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power, with on, with power from on high. So praise God. There's the promise right there. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That promise, uh, that's like I said, he said, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Come on. Now, there's some things, and look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the second part. Look what Jesus said. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem 
until you be endued with the power from on high. Uh, Red Dan, I want to get your opinion on because I, I thought about that while reading that. You hear testimonies of people that won the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but God told them, well, look, you get rid of that particular sin or that particular mm -hmm. thing. Do you believe that the Holy Spirit could be hindered by if we don't obey what Jesus tells us? Because if you look at it in that scripture, he said, I, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with the power. Do you believe that a lot of Christians want the spirit, but they're not waiting on the Lord to get it? That's a, that's a really hard question to answer because it can go in many different ways. What are some of the hindrances? What are some of the obstacles? A lot of times, it depends. Maybe a person was was uh, was raised in a different belief system. Mm -hmm. They were still Christian. They were evangelical. You know, they they had the they had all the you know the main doctrines of salvation, all that. But when it comes to this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they're hindered because mm -hmm. they've been thought they've been taught this that you know it's of the devil or mm -hmm. or you're crazy in your mind or like they accused them in the Book of Acts. You know, you're you're drunk. You're just drunk. <laughs> and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> that's a very hard you know question to really answer and only god knows you know only really god knows but i believe that god will never ever deny a, a hungry yeah. heart you know what I mean? yes, and sir. so it all depends on the upbringing if a person knows or not sometimes maybe it's not better to know anything i've heard of people who got saved and then baptized the holy spirit right afterwards because there was no teaching there they just <laughs> believed it by faith right, so really right. What activates everything is faith. faith yeah. You know, no matter your back background, I believe. Yeah, yeah, we all have struggles, and I, and I know that people have struggles. But what better more than to want to be empowered by the Spirit? Mm -hmm. Amen. And uh, I mean, well, I, well, that's the only way you be able to conquer. Because people don't realize that's another reason why you need the Holy Spirit. You cannot do nothing on your own strength. It's impossible. I mean, if you have a drug problem, you have a cigarette problem, whatever, drinking, whatever problem, pornography, the only way you're going to overcome it is by putting your faith in the cross, putting your faith in what Jesus did for you, and the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you're going to conquer over these things. If you put your faith in Jesus and what mm -hmm. he did at the cross, mm -hmm. right. let the Spirit of God move upon you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have victory. Mm -hmm. right. I'm sorry. Oh, you can go ahead, brother. There's a two part with the Holy Spirit. You're right. Yes, sir. We have to remember that one part is mm -hmm. Him, the sanctification process, mm -hmm. that He is making us holy. Mm -hmm. He's setting us apart. You know, sanctification. That's what sanctify means. Mm -hmm. You know, and He's conforming us into the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. But then that second work is Him empowering us Amen. Mm -hmm. to be a living witness. So it's a twofold, mm -hmm. right? And yes, we got to make sure that we kind of separate them a little so people don't get confused. you know confused about that. Yeah. Because it actually starts when you get saved. You're instantly sanctified at that Amen. point on, you know. What I mean? right. But then to be empowered yeah. is for service, you know. What I mean, mm -hmm. to be able to do what you need to do for the kingdom of God, Amen. So we go on, Amen. So go ahead. Um, well, what I was just thinking about, you just said that it gives you power, and that's what a lot of people. Well, you're baptized with the Holy Spirit right when you get saved. No, you have the whole, you have the Spirit of God living inside you, mm -hmm. but like you said to. To get empowered, yeah. which we're going to read, you uh, go on the book of Acts, mm -hmm. chapter 2, Peter looks like he's been preaching for years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he looks like he's been, he's been, he's been evangelizing, and he, but this was the man, this a few, uh, 50 days, mm -hmm. 60 days earlier, was, that's like, you were with Jesus. Oh, no, I wasn't with Jesus. I'm mm -hmm. not, oh, no, no, mm -hmm. I, I don't know him. I right. never talked to him. Mm -hmm. What was different? Mm -hmm. Peter believed in Jesus and he was led by, by God and what Jesus did in the spirit. Mm -hmm. But when he was empowered right. and when the, whoa, the, the spirit of God gave him a power and a backbone. Mm -hmm. and exactly. It, it, gave him some strength. The book of John, the Lord told him about these things when he was talking about the, the coming of the spirit. Remember, he told him he was going to bring into all remembrance what he told them. Mm -hmm. And so now we get to the day of Pentecost. The Lord's already spoke to them. You know, prior to that, about the kingdom of God preparing their hearts. But now, the teacher is here. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen? He's here to teach them. So, that's what's going on. The, some of the stuff that was being, um, um, they were taught, and now it's coming to remembrance of the Spirit. A lot of stuff they didn't understand when they were with our Lord, because they could only stand so much. But once the Holy Spirit came. Mm -hmm. He started reminding them, this is what the Lord meant by mm -hmm. that. And they're like, wow. Right. See the difference by the power of the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. When we're empowered by Him, He's going to give us the grace. He's going to give us 
uh, the advantage against the enemy, against a lot of things in our lives. So um, <laughs> there's just so many benefits to him, what he can do in our lives. I just like you say, he's a teacher. We talked about he he brings you victory. He you know he shows. I remember one time growing up, I said, "Lord, help me to understand the Bible. Mm-hmm. Lord, help me to understand the Bible." And I was I was just kept on praying. And one day when I opened the Bible, a lot of things that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Wait, whoa! Wow, I was talking. It's like somebody took some dark glasses off of me, and I could see the light. Mm. Um, and you hear a lot of testimonies of people doing that. Like the disciples, they're like, Lord, what are you talking about? Mm. When they got it, oh, wow, that's what the Lord was talking about. Mm. People do that with a newborn Christian. Well, I don't understand what's going on. Or even non-Christians, well, I try reading the Bible, but I just don't understand it. Right. Because, because they don't have the Spirit of God. When you get saved and you have the Spirit of God and you say, Lord, empower me. Mm. And the Spirit of God falls upon you. You get baptized with the Holy Spirit with power. You open this book and it's a whole different book. That's right. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from the heaven, from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Come on. Praise God. And what were they saying? It says in verse 11 that we do hear them speak in our tongues, the wonderful works of God. They were able, uh, the tongues that they were speaking was unknown to them, Mm -hmm. but those that were around them understood what they were saying. Really what was going on, the Spirit was testifying to all the Jews that came from from that Roman Empire time, you know, to hear about Jesus Christ. Amen. And you know that was supernatural. Could you think about it? They spoke in everyone's language. Mm-hmm. Everybody from different parts of the Roman Empire could understood them. So that tells you that's another sign, like in the Old Testament, hey, it had to be God. Well, it you happens know? today. It yeah. happens today. And uh, man, my daddy went preached at a church in uh, Erath, mm-hmm. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And my dad just started speaking in tongues. And mm-hmm. the pastor came up to him and said, Brother Lanny, you got a... You gotta, uh, a great Hebrew tongue, a fluent Hebrew tongue. My dad looked at him and said, I didn't know I was speaking Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, a, there's another example of someone Someone told me that my father-in-law said he was praying. He was just speaking in tongues. And he was just praising the Lord. Somebody said, what you said? He said, what you mean? Well, you're speaking something in French. Mm. And he never took it. He, he, right. He never, he, he don't know any French at all. Well, a little bit of Cajun French, but that you, but not enough to speak of. Yeah, nothing to speak of. It was just mm-hmm. that. That's supernatural, and when you read that, it, it's amazing how. Mm-hmm. This is amazing how the Holy Spirit did. You know, Brother Dane was talking the other day. You said the Tower of Babel. God used tongues to confuse them. This time, it was the <laughs> it was the union. <laughs> you know, to bring the them together. Yeah. So let's emphasize a little bit. Not only was the Holy Spirit came, but what was the significance of all of this? It was the birth of the church. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so you said earlier about that veil, you know, being torn in two. Now all men have the mm, opportunity amen. of access, mm. right? You know, to have a a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's not a Jew thing anymore. No, it's not. You know, right. you're going to see some things in the Book of Acts where there's a hard transition with that with the Gentiles, but still, we've you know, God's now starting to get what He wanted from the beginning uh-huh. to have amen. a relationship and give everyone the opportunity to come to that. But we must come His way. Amen. amen. Praise amen. God. Amen. So amen. it goes. Verse 14 says, "Now Peter's got to clean this up right here, okay? Because yeah. there's a lot of confusion. Oh yeah, this is something mm-hmm. different. I mean, <laughs> I feel like what's going on, but the Holy Spirit puts it in Peter's heart what to say. It says. But Peter, verse 14, the first chapter of Acts, standing up and with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For the th- for these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, said God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So we're repeating what was prophesied in the book of Joel, we said earlier, the second chapter. Well, and look what Peter did. Peter, being inspired by the Holy Spirit, went ahead and told them. Mm-hmm. But in, you got to look at the Jewish religion. By the age of 13, you have to know the first five books of the Bible mm-hmm. by heart. Mm-hmm. We can hardly remember two <laughs> verses by heart. But 
they, they would, if they would have seen it, like, wow, what's going on? It was confused. I believe when Peter brought out that scripture mm-hmm. of Joel, it brought back to them 3,000 people that were there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa, yeah, that's we did read about this right. in mm-hmm. the Old Testament prophets. Mm-hmm. And that's Peter went back to, Peter was led by the Spirit and mm-hmm. went back to the Word. What is Jesus? Come Jesus on. is the word. And can you imagine? They've been waiting for that their entire life. They wait for these prophecies of the Messiah and the Spirit coming and everything. Yeah. And it blew them away. It happened in our lifetime. Yeah. You know? And you're right. Let's continue it because of verse 21. Yeah. Now we go from what's happened with the Holy Spirit. Now Peter's going to just hammer on down with the gospel. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we want people in the audience to hear this. This is mm-hmm. why we want to be empowered by the Spirit. That's right. He gives us boldness and he gives mm-hmm. us gift to do mm-hmm. what? To testify be witnesses unto what Christ did at Calvary. And so Peter's right here saying, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Lord shall shall be be saved. saved. Now we have to understand when we look at the scripture, this is Mm -hmm. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Because the way the Jews were being taught, that you had to bring a, an animal to the priest to, you know, mm-hmm. for a sacrifice for sins. But now, this way that they've been waiting for is here. It's arrived. Jesus Christ has paid the, you know, the, 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 the price for mm-hmm. sin and all that. And now, we have opportunity to get saved. Mm-hmm. So, he preaches the gospel to them. And they did get they did get convicted, and Amen. like you said earlier, brother, three thousand were able to get saved. But I just want to say one more thing, and then I'll let somebody else take over. And let me find it real quick. Hallelujah! Where is it at? What you looking for, my brother? Where the promise from from generation to generation? Amen. Thank you, Jesus, because He promised that it just that it didn't stop that. It, you know, just not a one-time thing. It's going to continue from generation to generation. Forgive me. I'm not really prepared on that one. I missed a boat on that one. Praise God. It's in the first, It's in the Acts chapter 2, correct? Okay. Okay, verse 39. Thank okay. you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for taking care of all my mess-ups. <laughs> for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So th- that scripture within itself is letting us know that this will continue from generation to generation until the Lord mm-hmm. says no more. Well, and that, that throws away, mm-hmm. oh, the Holy Spirit was just for the apostles. No. No. I'm going re- to reread it. Third in, uh, Acts Two, verse 39, where Brother Daniel just said, For the promise is unto you and to your children, mm-hmm. and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Come on. So, don't say it's for back then. Mm-hmm. Peter made sure to say, look, it's for the day, it's mm-hmm. for tomorrow, it's for 100 years, it's for 2,000 mm-hmm. years, which we're leaving it. And look, I like... Even as many as the Lord our God shall call, call to what? Call to preach, call to teach, call to, to prophesy, call to call to anything. Mm-hmm. So if you're called, if you're listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. if you're called to preach the gospel, mm-hmm. to evangelize, to do anything in the work of the kingdom, pray for the Holy Spirit. Right. Or pray for the Holy Spirit to lead you if you already got it. That's right. Because... That promise is unto you as well. And, and to I wrote, your children. Right. And I, I wrote in my notes, the Holy Spirit was promised to us, the believers. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead. Uh, it's just, uh, the thing I say, there's so many people, and I've seen it. I, I've been in church all my life. I went to a bunch of different denominations and churches. They're so scared of the Holy Spirit. You should never be scared no, of it. No, you shouldn't. It, 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 it guides you, and it, it directs you. And like I said, it, it, it helps you. To me, it helps you so much better to witness souls well, when you got the Holy well, Spirit. Like I said earlier, Peter. Yeah. Peter's the prime example mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. He he didn't want to speak. He was a fisherman mm-hmm. when he first started. Uneducated men. He was uneducated. Mm-hmm. But guess what? The Spirit of God led him. Mm-hmm. He sounded like he was a, theo- he was a, a theologian. Mm-hmm. And isn't it one time when they said, where these men got this knowledge? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They tell they've been with Jesus. Right. The That's the Acts chapter 4, mm-hmm. I believe it's it is. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So we know, okay, we see that this has been poured, uh, the Holy Spirit has been poured upon Jews, all right? Amen. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're going to continue. We see that in, in, in 
the fourth chapter of Acts, they've been threatened not to preach in this name. Amen. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what do they do? They gather together. They go in the house. They petition the Lord. You know, Lord, they're threatening us and this and that. And they're going mm -hmm. on. And then um, verse 31 says this. I'll go with verse 30. Uh, Acts chapter 4, verse uh, 30 goes, By stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of, the, of thy holy child, Jesus. In other words, they were praying unto the Father, you know, to help them with the persecution. And it says, verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled, filled with the, with the Holy, holy Ghost, Ghost, and they mm -hmm. spake the word of God with boldness. So there's a refilling. Amen. We have to understand that. There's going to be times that when, when you're empowered by the Spirit, you're doing the service, and you're doing the work, you're pouring out to people's lives, you're witnessing, you're praying, you're doing all that you can in ministry, let your light shine but there comes times that we do get we, we just get empty and we have to be refilled so you know that's that's awesome huh it's just like that energizer bubby bunny you know what i mean <laughs> once, it, 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 <laughs> once it, it dies down what do you do you recharge that baby and that's what we need from the holy spirit every it, now it, and then. Mm -hmm. example energy drinks now i don't i don't drink i drink maybe uh kickstart or whatever that mm -hmm. but it's not a big energy drink but anyway you got monster you got kickstart you got rock uh red bull rockstar whatever they call them things mm -hmm. And you know a lot of people. I know a lot of people. Oh, we tired. They go grab an energy drink. They mm -hmm. drink that energy drink and they're energized for a while. Mm -hmm. They die down. They go get another. Same thing with us. As the Holy Spirit in us, like you said, brother Daniel, we get dry. We get tired spiritually. They did what we should do. They mm -hmm. prayed. They asked the Lord. Lord, help us. And the Lord gave them a boost of energy drink with boldness in it. So yeah. it was a. It was a. It was the Holy uh, Holy Spirit plus. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my brother. So we go to the next level. We go to Acts chapter 8. And now we're going from, uh, we got the Samaritans. And we all know that the Samaritans were half Jews yep. and half Gentiles. Yes, sir. So look how the Lord's working this out in the book uh -huh. of Acts. Uh -huh. You know, it's Jews and now you got half Jews and half Gentiles, you know, getting ready to be filled with the Spirit. And, wow. and in this chapter, we got uh, Philip that went to the Samaria and started preaching the gospel. Amen. And he's just <laughs> out there and he's preaching the gospel. Well, you look later on, the 8th chapter, starting at the uh, 14th verse, it says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, in other words, they received that message of Jesus Christ and crucified, they sent unto him them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And for as yet he has fallen on none of them, only that they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. So we continue. You know, we continue seeing uh, the promise that the Lord told them to do in the in the first chapter of Acts. They were going to start at Jerusalem, and then they were going to start spreading out to spread this gospel and see people empowered by the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. So there's so many examples in the book Amen. of Acts of being empowered by the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Any last thoughts? Well, the thing I was about to say, that the Holy Spirit, like we said, He's a teacher. Jesus told Him, said, you know, don't think about what you're going to say ahead of time. The Holy Spirit will give you what you Amen. need in that hour. You know, and that's another thing. We got to let the Holy Spirit be our teacher. And you follow the Word of God and you follow the Holy Spirit. You can't go wrong if you follow the path that God has put for you. Amen. Well, guys coming to the end of another great podcast uh i don't know about y'all i'm pumped mm -hmm. i'm energized the lord just moved in this podcast and we are we <laughs> it's done by the power of the holy spirit we can't we can't do this without the power of the holy spirit amen well look guys before, while i'm i'm gonna go ahead and close this podcast anyone out there if you're praying for the baptism of the holy spirit don't stop mm -mm. don't stop there's only the requirement for to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, we read earlier, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus, we talked about salvation last week. Tune into our podcast, uh, The Statement of Faith Part 2, and you're going to understand salvation. Come to Jesus Christ, ask Him into your heart, be, ask Him to be the Lord of your life, and start seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You get, a, you get some of the baptism of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you, but when you get the power... When you, it's like the Bible says, it's like dynamite. Mm. Dynamos. That means dynamite. Mm -hmm. Ask the Lord for that dynamite. We saw two passages tonight Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, when they prayed and God gave it to them. And look, we if you're praying, you don't get it right away. 
don't stop. Believe by faith. Ask the Lord to give it to you. Because we read Acts chapter 8. They didn't get it right away. But they got it. When the Lord sent Peter and John. So tonight, just keep praying and look. Keep us in prayer. Mm. We are um, we're looking for other topics to do. We're looking for things that we can edify each other in. Pray for our church again. And I, I ask you, if you're in the greater Brobridge area, please come and visit us. We would love to meet y'all at New Beginning Fellowship Church. Come and hear the word. And look for us on Facebook, New Beginning Fellowship Church. Also look up Brothers Just Searching. If you like it, share it. Share the gospel of Jesus. And we're I'm just excited, y'all. I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped. The Lord moved in this this podcast, and that's that's what we want. So tonight we thank y'all again for listening. We pray that y'all keep an ear out for the next episode and y'all be blessed and God move upon y'all mightily.